Fantastic. Well, Joe and Dave, you guys make me look good, so you can just stay here if you like. Uh, you can be seated. God bless you. It's great to be with you here in the auditorium, and of course, it's a pleasure to be in your home or your kitchen, or I don't want to talk about any other place you might be watching right now, but it's great to be with you, and we are excited about the Word of God. And last week, I began a brand new series called The Power of open. And as you recall, I had, you know, some boxes and things like that here and just showed when we open something, the, the possibilities of, of opening. When we open something, it's amazing. The opportunities or the options that open things can bring into our lives. Some things, when we open them, they bring possibilities and potential that we could not even dream of. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20, for all the promises of God in him are yes. Every promise of God in Jesus is yes and amen to the glory of God through us. All the promises of God are for all the people of God. But you cannot, I cannot, be lazy about the promises of God. I cannot be a lazy Christian and lay hold of all of these promises that are yes and amen in Jesus Christ. Yeah. The promises of God are yes and amen. But many promises of God remain and lie unopened, unused, inactive, ineffective, and yet they're ours. They're yes and amen from God to us through Jesus Christ. So I know we're battling this global pandemic and 2020 has been like no other year. But I pray that it's not made us sleepy. I pray it's not made us lazy or drowsy. I pray it's not lulled us into some kind of a lazy Christianity. I'm, I'm talking to me, but you're hearing me talk to myself, but I'm also talking to you. And I just pray that's not happened to us because it just feels like sometimes, I don't know how you have felt, but sometimes it feels like 2020 has been walking through mud or, or, or molasses or something like that. So I pray we have not let ourselves be lulled because it's time, church. It's time in Jesus' name to rise and shine. It is time to wake up the mighty men. As Joel chapter 3 and verse 9 said, they were asleep. They were asleep. And the prophet said, wake up. Wake up the mighty men and let them come up. And I have this, man, I have this Holy Spirit thing on me right now. And it's on me every single day that it is time. It is time to use the power of open and to lay hold of the plans that God has for our lives. To lay hold of the purpose God has for our children and our families and our ministries and our church. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 19. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of life that is truly life. That they may take hold 
of the life that is truly life. What are we, what are we talking about here? What do we have to do to take hold of life that is truly life? Well, I'll tell you what we, what we can do is just, just think by default that's coming to me. No, I have to lay hold. I have to lay hold. I have to take hold of the life that is truly life. And so we saw last week that we have to open the door to Jesus to have eternal life. Today, I want to show you what we have to open the door to, to have abundant life, victorious life, overcoming life, or as we talked about last week, mega life. So what do I have to open? There's six things over these next weeks that I want to show you that we have to open these things. If we will open these six things, we will have not just eternal life in heaven, but abundant life on earth and victorious life in battle. And so I want to teach you, but I want to give you the first one today. Oh my goodness. Whew. Man, we got to open this. We got to open this. Number one, you want to live in victory? You got to open your Bible. Come on, somebody. You got to open your Bible or at least your Bible app. Now, look, I don't care which way you open it. You know, if, if it's, you know, some people say, well, that's not holy because it's an iPhone. No, no, it's the word of God. Come on. The word of God is, it can be convenient on your device. I get that. But whatever, whatever. I'm talking about opening your Bible. Yes. And, and I'm adding to that app. Okay, your Bible app. But this, this, we have to open this. We have to open this. If you, if I am too lazy or too busy. And look, it doesn't matter. The devil will use either one of those. If he can't make you lazy, he'll make you busy because the result will be the same. The result will be exactly the same. If I am too lazy or too busy to open my Bible, I am never going to live the overcoming life and receive all the precious promises of God that are yes and amen to me through Jesus Christ. Now, in John 3, 16... We find that we open the door to Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. John 3.16 is the key to opening up eternal life. But Colossians 3.16 is the key for living in abundant life. John 3.16, eternal life. Colossians 3.16, listen to what it says. Let the word of Christ Dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and in hymns and in spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Let the word of Christ dwell in you, dwell in you richly, abundantly, elaborately, thoroughly, not casually cuddle you from time to time. Mate, you got to, the word has to dwell in you. You got to open your Bible. The word of Christ dwelling in you richly. We read in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful. It's living and it's, 
and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The word of God is living. The word of God is powerful, and let it dwell in you richly. You need to open your Bible app. In Jeremiah chapter 15 and verse 16, your words were found and I ate them. Listen to this. And your word was to me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart for I am called by your name, O Lord of hosts. I found your words and they rejoiced me. Jesus said in John chapter 15 and verse 7, if, if you abide in me, so if this is, this is conditional, this is not automatic, there is, a, there is something for you, you must, if you, if you, not, not him, if you, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, let the word of Christ, Christ dwell richly. And now Jesus says, let my, if my word abides in you, if you, if, it's up to you, your call, your call, your call. This is your game. It's your game. It's your call. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. O-M-G. Oh my goodness. The word here Jesus uses, the Greek word abide, if my words abide in you, means not to depart, means to continue to be present, means to be held, means to be kept continually. You gotta open your Bible. You gotta get God's word inside so it can abide and guide Tael, where are you? When, open your Bible. Open your Bible. Read the word. Search the scriptures. Study to show yourself approved unto God. 2 Timothy 3.15, Paul said, Timothy, since you were a little boy, Paul said, Timothy, even in children's church, you have known the holy scriptures. How good is that? Timothy, since you were a tot, a little toddler, since you were a little rug rat, since you were a little curtain climber, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. And then he goes on to say this in 3.16, which is like a companion to Colossians 3.16, 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable. It is profitable for doctrine. It is profitable for reproof. For, for correction. For instruction in righteousness. That the man of God. And the woman of God too. May be complete. Thoroughly equipped. For every good work. Look at this. Look at this. The scripture is given. Inspiration of God. Profitable for doctrine. Reproof. For correction. For instruction in righteousness. That you may be complete. That you may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. 
You can't get there without this. You can't get that without this. Let me read it to you from the New Living Translation. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong, teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. God uses this to prepare and equip us for every good work. The scripture protects us, corrects us, directs us, and perfects us. You know, life comes like a freight train sometimes. You can just wake up in the morning to a new headline. Life comes hard. Life comes fast. Life comes crazy. But life comes with an instruction manual. Marriage comes with an instruction manual. Kids come with an instruction manual. And you may not believe this, teenagers come (laughs) with an instruction manual. And yet most men I know are a lot like me. Oh, I don't need the, I don't need the, I don't need the, I don't need the direction. I don't need the instruction. I can see it. I can see it. This goes here and that goes there. And no, 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 no. I can figure this out. I can figure this thing out all on my own. Not so much because this is deeper and wider than you can see. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, And verse 24, everyone then who hears these words of mine, everyone who lets my words dwell in him, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Everyone who opens their Bible, because that's where his words are. They're in red over here in some Bibles. Everyone then who hears these words of mine reads these words of mine, does these words of mine. Everyone who opens his Bible will be like a wise man who built his house, his home, his kids, his marriage, his family, his health, his finances, his mental stability, his house, his house. Everyone who opens his Bible is a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rain fell. You know why? Because we're not in heaven yet. Rain's going to fall. And the floods came. Yeah, pandemic came. The winds blew and beat on that house and on that home and on that life beat on it. God, what's going on? Life. Life is going on. On the, on the, on the, 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 the winds blow on the good and the, and the bad, the just, the unjust. Come on, it's life. We're in the world. We're not in heaven yet. So the rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew, beat on that house, beat on that home. But it did not fall because it had been founded on an open Bible. 
You got to open your Bible to build your house. You got to study the scriptures to storm proof your home. The Bible is filled with answers and solutions, with promises and assurances, with encouragement and support, with hope and expectation, with truth and certainty, with teaching and training. Paul said to Timothy, In 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The word of truth. Now the world is filled with facts, but the Bible is the word of truth. Jesus said that we would know the truth and it would make us free. In John 8, 32, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Facts don't set you free. Facts can just increase the confusion. And what I've learned in 2020 on the internet is that you can look hard. If you look just hard enough and long enough, you'll find any facts you want to find that will suit your argument or your position. Left facts, right facts, conservative facts, liberal facts, doesn't matter. You can find your facts. The world is filled with facts, but this is the word of truth. Truth. Jesus said in John 17 and verse 17, Jesus said, your word, speaking to his father, your word is truth. So make them holy by the truth. Facts don't make me holy. The truth makes me. The Bible is true, and the devil is a deceiver. The Bible is true, and the devil is a liar. That's good theology. That's our theological lesson in this morning's teaching. We just had our, our little theology teaching today. Here's good theology. Are you ready? Wait for it. The Bible is true, and the devil is a deceiver. Just go ahead and use that as a base for how you live your life. Jesus said in John chapter 8 and verse 44, there is no truth in him, the devil. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. Buddy, is he resourced? For he is a liar and the father of it. The father of lies is also the God of this world. Let that sink in for just a minute. The father of lies is also the God of this world. The God of this world is the father of everything that is fake and false and a counterfeit Fake news, fake everything, everything that's false. He's the father of fake and false. Make no mistake about it. The devil is a deliberate deceiver. And this is the world we live in. And we just need to understand this. The world I live in has a prince of the power of the air. And he's the father of lies. 
So there may be lies in the air. Somebody. How do we know what is a lie? And how do we know what is true? By the word of truth. Study to show yourself. Study to show yourself. A workman under God that's not ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. How do I know the truth by the Bible? God's word is the plumb line. I will not back down from what I'm about to say. God's word is the plumb line, not current culture, not popular opinion, and not political agendas. How many think the God of this world may have something to do with those things? Well, the God of this world is the father of lies. And so I'm not going to find the truth in popular culture. I'm not going to find the truth in current opinion. And I'm not going to find the truth in political agendas. I was hoping to get a better amen from you Aussies. I can tell you that right now. Here's what God said to Hosea. My people are destroyed through lack of knowledge. Hosea 4.6. How do you and I keep from being destroyed through lack of knowledge or misinformation knowledge or just plain lies? How do we keep from being destroyed? I'll tell you how. By the power of open. By the power of open. I'm not swayed. I'm not deceived. By the power of open, we open our Bibles. We read our Bibles. We study our Bibles. And if the only Bible you're getting is one hour on a Sunday, you ain't going to make it. If the only Bible you get is what you hear me talk about on a Sunday, and that's all you get, you ain't going to make it. You got to open your Bible. You got to study your Bible. You got to search the scriptures because the father of lies is entwined in everything that's going on in the world today. We have to say with the psalmist in Psalm 119 and verse 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The message says it this way, by your words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. How many have seen some dark paths this year? Come on, and and how confusing is a dark path? How uncertain is a dark path? How scary is a dark path? Man, I've missed that last step on my stairs three times in the dark. It's terrible. It is not pretty when I miss that last step. When you open your Bible, you turn the light on. I love Proverbs 6.23 from the Passion Translation. For truth, everybody say truth. That's better than facts, right? For truth is a bright beam of light shining into every area of your life instructing and correcting you to discover the ways to godly living. Family, everything you need to live an abundant and bountiful and beautiful and sanctified and satisfied life is inside your Bible. When you open your Bible, you don't read it. It reads you. It feeds you. It leads you. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How's that? 
It's like all those exceeding great and precious promises. Look at this. All things that pertain to life, this life, and godliness has been granted to you. But watch. Watch how it happens. His, his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. That's how we get it. That's how we get all these things that pertain to life and godliness. It's through the knowledge of him. Through the knowledge of him. Through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. Through the knowledge of him. Through the knowledge of him. How do I obtain the knowledge of him? By opening the Bible. By searching the scripture. By studying the word of God. Don't let your opinions drive you crazy. John 1.1, 1, 1. in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Every time you open your Bible, you are in the presence of God. In your Bible, you will find his will and his Word for your every day. Mark Batterson said, when you open your Bible, God opens his mouth. D.L. Moody said, an open Bible will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from an open Bible. Maybe that's what the psalmist was referring to in Psalm 119, verse 11, that says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. When I open up my Bible, I shut down my sin. Psalm 119 and verse 9 from the message says, How can a young person live a clean life? That's a million-dollar question right there. How can a young person live a clean life? By carefully reading the map. The map. The map of your word. That's how we get it done. By his word. His word leads and guides us. His word washes and cleanses us. His word teaches and instructs us. His word forms and fashions us. His word assures and accepts us. His word approves and appoints us. His word supplies and equips us. His word absolves and acquits us. How powerful is it to open your Bible? Jesus told the devil in the wilderness. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you're the son of God, command that these stones become bread. Now why wouldn't he say that? That's a great ploy because Jesus hasn't eaten in 40 days. He's not eaten in 40 days. And so the tempter comes and he says, if you're the son of God... Command that these stones become bread. But Jesus answered and said to him, because the devil's wondering, what's sustaining you out here these 40 days? It hasn't been bread. But Jesus answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Imagine how terrifying it would be to the devil if we believed what Jesus just said, that the Bible was at least as important as bread. At least. What would happen if feeding our inner man the word 
was as critical to us as feeding our outer man with food because that's what Jesus was saying to the devil. The power of open. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. I talked about this last week in John 10.10. 10. He came to give us zoe perissos. Life like God has it, excessively and abundantly. But just because he came to give it doesn't mean you got it. But I'm showing you six things that you have to open to get it. But I'm not through talking about the Bible. Next Sunday, I'm going to talk to you about how to read an open Bible. In my 58 years as a Christian, I've been reading the scriptures, and I'm going to teach you what I've learned in my 58 years on how to read your Bible. And then the Sunday after that, I want to teach you why you can trust the Bible. I want to teach you why the New Testament documents are trustworthy. So I'm not through with this first one. We're going to get to it all before next December. But I'm talking about the power of open. Man, go home and open your Bible. Go home and turn off Netflix. Turn it back on after you've read the Bible if you want to. (laughs) So Jesus stands at the door and he knocks. And if we open the door, we have eternal life. But there's some things you have to open if you want to have abundant life. And the first thing is you have to open your Bible. Amen.